Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Ali Korman, Justin Nielsen here with a breakdown of the action in today's session, Monday, November 20th, where we saw a strong start to the week, especially for the NASDAQ. Yeah, and I mean, when it's coming off of a really strong week the week prior, uh, that's a pretty good thing. And we also had some tight action last week that we were kind of breaking out of. So we'll, we'll get into all of that, plus a few stocks, including Eli Lilly, Transdime, and uh, what was my last one? Eli Lilly, Transdime, and Palo Alto. Palo Alto Networks. Thank you very much. I, I, I was deciding at the last minute between Miniso and Palo Alto Networks, so I went with Palo Alto. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Let's. We'll, yeah, we've got Miniso earnings. So right tomorrow. Uh, yeah. yeah, more more analysis on that for sure. That'll come during IBD Live. But we'll get to those three stocks. Let's first take a look at the major indexes. The Nasdaq leading today with a gain of one point one percent, followed by the S and P five hundred up three quarters of a percent. The Dow up six tenths of a percent today, and the Russell two thousand up a half a percent. So we had that nice tight action, as you mentioned, Justin. And now we're seeing the NASDAQ break out of this range. And not only did we have a strong day for the composite, but the NASDAQ 100 especially strong as well, outpacing the composite and breaking out to new highs for the year. So it seems like it's all about tech, but is it broader than that, Justin? Well, you know, it, it certainly is. Tech is still leading the way. Uh, no, no question about that. Um, you can see that with the NASDAQ composite and the NASDAQ 100 leading. Um, it's nice to see that we are now getting QQEW, you know, looking pretty good, too. It's, it's not like there's a big disconnect there. It still has a little bit more work to do in order to get to its high level. But, you know, also, you know, looking at the S&P 500, you, you've got you know, you've got that participating. And if you look at RSP, um, this is looking a lot better. It's at least getting above its 200-day moving average line. You know, RSP, which is the equal weighted S&P 500, was looking so poor for a while. Um, but it's it seems like it's getting back above that 200-day moving average line, uh, signaling that there is a little bit more breadth. You know, we still have some ways to go, but it is improving. Um, and then, as you mentioned, the Russell 2000, uh, it's nice to see a little bit of participation there. But here again, the Russell 2000 has a lot of work to do. It came up to its 200-day moving average line last week, got rejected, um, and now it's trying to claw its way back there. So I'd like to see this get back above its 200-day moving average line and stay there, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and that breadth continue to go. But uh, one more thing on the NASDAQ composite that is worth mentioning for those of you that do follow oh, yeah. the market school rules is that we did get a power trend starting today. So uh, we had the 21-day moving average line above the 50-day moving average line for enough time. We've got the the index above that 21-day line um, you know, continuously, and we've got the 50-day moving average line in an uptrend. Those are the things that kind of set the stage for the potential for a power trend, meaning that you know, you can start getting a little bit more aggressive, uh, a little bit more hesitant to sell uh, because you can give things a little bit more room. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean that you take your eye off the ball. Right. You want to just keep your eye on, um, you know, do we start breaking down some of these levels? I think the 14,000 level is a line in the sand that I'm creating right now. Mm -hmm. um, also, uh, do we get distribution clustering? Um, you know, we had a minor stall day last week, uh, you know, very kind of iffy. Um, 
But you know, other than that, we've been pretty much distribution free. There was one other day earlier, and then we just immediately recovered. Mm -hmm. So if we start seeing distribution cluster, um, if we start losing uh, support levels, those are all things that you're going to want to pay attention to. But right now, the bias certainly seems to the upside. It definitely does. And we had a power trend earlier this year as well. And what contributed to the end of that? We did start seeing that uh, distribution clustering and it break below the 21 day line, close below the 50 day line. And then we had a couple of months of uh, dealing with trying to resolve that. Yeah. So, and then also two other areas that we could look at, uh, you know, 2021, it, uh, it we did have a period of power trend like action, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't we? Yes, um, we did. But now here's one of the things to keep in mind. This is going off of the index and it does not consider stocks. Arguably, during that time of the power trend in 2021, you had a lot of the leading growth stocks that were looking really poor. I mean, just take a look at ARK K uh, yeah. during that time. The, you know, Different February. Picture. Yeah, February 21 was kind of when things topped. And this was this was looking a little bit uglier. Um, if you look at FFTY, uh, yeah. that was struggling at the mm -hmm. time, you know, because a lot of the a lot of the leading stocks were acting very differently and were not trending nearly as nicely right. as your magnificent seven and your big cap leaders. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was definitely a, a mega mega cap uh led uh rally there as well. Right. And then of and course that's, that's you have why in 2020. one of the yeah, Sorry, and that's that, that, that's why one of the reasons I say that the breadth is important here, because if you're just looking at the index, you know, it can be a little deceiving because just a few stocks can really make the index look strong. But when you start getting that breadth, it's it's a lot more powerful. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you're showing the 2020 right now. I mean, that was that was an ideal power trend where it just uh, was steady. Not only was it steady, but it held that 21 day moving average line for so you know so yeah. well. Um, and that's not to say that you didn't have your, uh, your your shimmies. I mean, I remember that that down day oh, in yeah. June. Um, you know that mm -hmm. you know down to 9403. I mean, I lost. I think I lost 10 percent that day. It was it was a really hard day, and it was still contained by the 21 day moving average line. So, you know, you can still have some rough days, especially with individual right. stocks. Um, but overall, uh, you know, power trends are a good time to be, you know, more heavily invested and to keep those investments um, going and the exposure high, uh, even even when you might be getting some, you know, temporary sell signals and pullbacks. Absolutely. Let's also take a look at the 10 year yield, which we saw reverse lower today and the dollar coming off too. So that is something that's helping stocks here, the stock market equities. Yeah, I think Ed Carson uh, mentioned that there was a pretty good uh, reaction to the 20 year auction uh, today. There's a, there's a number of auctions coming up. So uh, that's going to be something to, to keep your eye on. But certainly the 10 year treasury yield is something we've been watching very closely. Um, market was under pressure and in correction while we, you know, approached that 5% level for the 10 year yield. And now that we've come off those levels, uh, big surprise, market's doing a lot better. Right, exactly. And just a quick look at some industry group ETFs. Here's a look at SMH. It broke out to highs for the year last week and outpaced the broad market again today, up 1.4%. IGV software even stronger today after breaking out last week, up 1.5%, Justin. 
Yeah. So, I mean, these are just looking great. And these are two areas that are absolutely leading the market. Semiconductors are so important, but hey, with that in mind, keep in mind, NVIDIA earnings are tomorrow after the close. I'm sure you and Ed will talk about that uh, during the Stock Market Today video, and we'll be covering that uh, the next day on IBD Live. But that is definitely something worth noting. SMH, a lot of that power is coming from NVIDIA. It really is. Okay, let's also take, I, I pulled up XLK. So this is the tech sector mm -hmm. ETF from the S&P 500, also up one and a half percent today. And then XLC, another nice mover here, up 1.1%. So seeing that uh, mega cap tech exposure helping this sector of the market as well. Absolutely. These are the, the these were the two leading sector spider ETFs today out of the 11. And, you know, no big surprise. XLK is dominated by Microsoft and Apple uh, and XLC is dominated by Meta and uh, Alphabet Two, you know, uh, again, four four companies that are in that magnificent seven that have been doing uh, very well lately. Mm hmm. OK, let's take a look at Eli Lilly LLY. This was our stock of the day today, up one percent. Volume was light here, but this is an interesting setup here, Justin. It looks like volatility is contracting and we're right around that round number of 600. Yeah, we um, we did add this to Swing Trader today when it was above 600, kind of pulled in a little bit and volume did trickle off uh, from what it looked like earlier in the morning. Uh, but look, this is this is a leader. This is one uh, that is worth watching. I know that you and Ed covered uh, Novo Nordisk uh, again on, uh, on on Friday. This is uh, two stocks that we've been very heavily watching because uh, the, the fact is, look, the diabetes treatments that they have that are now shifting over to obesity and weight loss, uh, this this could be a game changer for these. And Eli Lilly recently did get FDA approval for its new weight loss drug, uh, ZepBound. Um, so, you know, it's, it's already had the diabetes drug in place. Now it's approved for, for weight loss. And so that's going to, you know, it's going to lead to some sales uh, for the rest of this year. But next year, you're looking at maybe 3.8 billion in projected sales. That's a big number. Um, one of the things that is also nice about Eli Lilly, it's got that 600 level that it's you know coming right up against on the on the technical side. But this has been a you know relatively tame uh, base here that it's formed. It just yeah. really hasn't given up much ground. Um, for more information on this, this was our stock of the day. And Allison Gatlin, I love her articles. Uh, she does such a good job in the biotech area. So definitely worth reading that because especially with Eli Lilly, it's not just about this weight loss. They actually do have quite a bit of a late stage pipeline from everything from Alzheimer's, um, eczema, uh, prostate, breast cancer, uh, Crohn's disease, you know, you, you name it. They've got a lot of treatments out there that are in late stage that could be game changers for folks. Yeah. Okay. One that we will keep very close tabs on. Let's also take a look at TDG getting a pullback after a breakout, but still holding above that gap up low. Yes. And, uh, you know, the, the, one of the reasons why I started looking at this was because I noticed that Boeing was up, um, what, almost 5% today. Uh, that was one of the leading components in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Um, and TDG is very involved in the whole aerospace um, you know, area. And with TDG, this is one to watch because, look, you know, the pullback here, 
Uh, it got support at the 10 day moving average line. That's not necessarily where we're typically looking for support, but it's nice that it stopped there. More importantly, it stopped right above that 940 level. Um, you know, it didn't even come down there. It's, it's, it's very normal for stocks to break out pull back a little bit um, before they really start moving. And one of the reasons I like TDG so much is if you go to the monthly chart on this, this amazingly, you know, not many people know this name, but this actually had better performance long-term than Apple, uh, you know, even, even back in its Apple computer days. Um, this just had an amazing steady uh, level of performance. Now it did get knocked around after COVID, um, mm -hmm. and you know it was on our long-term leaders list. It was the poster child, in fact, got knocked off because of COVID. But this relative strength is now coming back and trending for a number of months now, and that's that's worth looking at. You know, when this does pullbacks, uh, I think it's it's something that you want to pay mm -hmm. attention to. Absolutely. Yeah. I just want to know where was I in uh, January of this year See, <laughs> you know, with the stock breaking out? I guess it was kind of a it was kind of a sneaky one of those sneaky breakouts. Justin. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it was hard because you're so focused on the, the headline grabbers. Right. It's it was all about the Nasdaq, um, you know, coming up strong yeah. in January and and the you know, those big cap techs that were leading the way. So it's easy to kind of forget about some of these, mm -hmm. you know, older industrial names that have been around for a long time. Now, in terms of long-term leader status, it doesn't have quite the chops that it used to anymore yeah. because that earning stability and the earnings growth rate are a lot lower. But if it can recapture some of that, um, it, it's certainly worth, worth keeping an eye on. Great. Okay. Last but not least, let's take a look at Palo Alto Networks with a strong day today, shaking off that earnings weakness last week, up 5.2% in some heavy volume. So arguably actionable on this rebound off of the 50-day line and above 250, also now getting close to a breakout area. Yeah. And one of the things I really like about this is when you, whenever you get a base uh, that's followed by a tighter base, that's followed by a tighter base. So if you go to the weekly chart, it might be a little bit easier to see. You've got a 38% base that was over a long period of time, followed by a shorter 14-week base that was only 22% deep. And now we've got a flat base that's got a 12% depth and just five weeks in length. So we're getting shorter and tighter. And uh, that that, that can be a good thing. Um, now, there's a lot of the computer software security names that have been looking interesting. We've mm -hmm. got Zscaler um, on both SwingTrader and Leaderboard. Um, I personally own CrowdStrike. That's been looking good. Um, Cyber, uh, which is an Israeli firm, that seems to be you know shaking off any, any problems in Israel uh, right now and just continuing higher. This is an area that is just look, computer software security is not going away. We're going to continue to need to monitor bad actors and protect ourselves uh, from them. And that's what these companies are doing. So this could be an opportunity to get into uh, what is arguably one of the leaders, because this is one of the first ones that was able to get into new high territory um, and have a relative strength line that has been leading for quite a while. Do you think that the leadership has rotated? It seems like we have that in this group every couple of months. Yes, right. Yeah, they they, they do tend to take turns. Um, you know, which is why sometimes people will look at uh, you know some of the some of the ETFs. But a lot of the ETFs are you know kind of dominated by some of your your older names like Cisco and and everything. But um, certainly 
you, you just have to kind of be be on the lookout. And this is where Market School does have, I mean, MarketSmith does have some tools to help you out with that because you can always, um, you know, change your relative strength line to the industry group. Um, and that'll kind of let you know as you're looking through the group who the leaders are. So, you know, we, we always have the default as the S&P 500, but by changing it to the industry group, you can kind of see, oh, okay, where does this, um, where does this track versus its group? Um, and that, that can be very useful to kind of tell you who's leading right now. Mm -hmm. And CrowdStrike is definitely out there. Yeah, it is. All right. Thank you for that, Justin. And thanks everyone for tuning in. We will be back with more tomorrow morning on IBD Live. And we hope you join us, investors.com slash IBD Live for all the details on that. We will see you there. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close.